Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Gladys. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Class Act, the 1992 retelling of Mark Twain's classic Prince and the Pauper story starring Kid and Play. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Myers family, family classic. It is a Myers family favorite. I, I did. I did ask me when we were watching. It. I was like, "Did they play Work That Body?" Yeah, yep. Class <laughs> Act, Work That Body. Duncan Penderhues. <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> like genuinely, the whole time I watched this episode, all I was thinking about was like, "Should I be watching Class Act?" Right Honestly. Now? I- I feel so dumb. I didn't even think about it, but now I'm like, I want to watch that movie immediately. <laughs> like Pinder piss. <laughs> That's our next episode. We'll be covering the kid and play classic class. I got so nervous. I was like, <laughs> I didn't watch an episode from the 1992 season of murder. She wrote. And then you kept talking and I was like, did I literally watch the wrong episode for this recording? And I was like, well, I'll just wing it. It'll be fine. Honestly, Ashley, Megan's face looked actively mad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't realize this episode was based on a Mark Twain. <laughs> and you're like, Prince and the Popper. I'm like, there wasn't a Popper or a Prince here. And I was like, oh God. Oh my God, but that movie is so good. And Meshack Taylor's his dad. It's a great movie. I need to watch it. I've never seen Oh, well, back to this episode. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right, Glennis. Turns out we aren't discussing the kid and play movie, but we're discussing something also good, which is Class Act, episode 10 from season six that originally aired on the 3rd of December, 1989. So, yes, so we're covering this one because Cabot Cove Confidential shouted us out in one of their episodes because we cover the writers and they like this episode <laughs> they, but they didn't look at who wrote it but I can now answer that question for them I also would like to shout them out to say I appreciated all of the Gordon LaMonica talk in a recent episode of theirs <laughs> best name in the biz and a little name drop of Mark Harmon too in one of them I was like oh hello <laughs> Um, so our writer for this episode is Peter S. Fisher, one of the co-creators, wrote 40 episodes. We've covered loads of his. So I'll try to go through these as quickly as possible. Lover and other, Lovers and Other Killers, Tough Guys Don't Die, Widow Weep for Me, Sing a Song of Murder, One White Rose for Death, A Little Night Work, Snow White Blood Red, Last Flight of the Dixie Damsel, The Search for Peter Carey, Murder in White, The Murder of Sherlock Holmes, Murder According to Maggie, and Hannigan's Wake. Hannigan's Wake, what a fun one. What a super great one. But but this episode does feature a uh, an actor from a previous Peter S. Fisher episode, which is, of course, Snow White, Blood Red. Uh, Barry Newman was in both. He plays the cop in Snow White, Blood Red. So anyways, I'll go through the synopsis here as quickly as possible. So this is a bookend episode where essentially Jessica's not in it. She's telling somebody else's story. So in this case, she's telling the story of her good pal, uh, Lieutenant Jake Ballinger, played by Barry Newman, (laughs) who's run afoul of someone in the police force. He's a very good detective, 
but he's been told by his captain, Joe Rawlings, played by Gerald O'Loughlin, that he can't investigate this murder of a girl on a beach, uh, a drifter called, oh, I can't remember. Leo Gunderson. Called Leo Gunderson. <laughs> um, was found next to the body, but Jake believed that Leo hadn't done it. We as the audience know that Leo didn't do it, but Leo's now in jail. <laughs> His mother, Anna Henderson, is Gunderson, sorry, Anna Gunderson's been in a car accident and she's begging Jake to investigate, even though Jake's been taken she off. She wasn't the case. in a car accident, a car. She was hit, hit by oh, a car. She was hit by a car. Sorry, that's right. She was in bad shape. Wait, okay. So, like, I mean, I have so many questions on this. Like, well, should I, should I finish the synopsis and then yes, we can get yes, into yes, Anna? Please. So, I'll try to go through this as quick as I can. But basically, I guess as punishment, Jake is sent to Fremont University to teach criminal a criminology class, which is supposed to be an easy pass, but he scares all of the students except for a couple who are determined to take it. One is Bernie, played by Grant Heslov, who wants to be a PI, but he sort of is a little bit sort of shy. And Elizabeth Mills, played by Lise Hilbolt, who wants to, she works for an insurance company and she basically wants to take the class so that she can get a promotion soon. So Jake begins using the class as an opportunity to investigate further into the death of this young woman. Uh, also in this story is Jake's daughter, Jane, played by Heather McAdam, who basically, you know, is just, she has a boyfriend. She wants to move in with the boyfriend. Jake's not sure if he wants her to do that. And then he's fine <laughs> with it, whatever. And then, um, so as they're investigating this, uh, Jake also acquires a secretary called Moira McShane, played by Hallie Todd, who also helps them investigate, um, as well as his friend, forensic scientist, Sam Kendall, played by Gary Wahlberg. Anyways, the, the death of the girl, it turns out leads back to Senator Andrew Granger, played by Robert Pine, whose son had had an affair and impregnated the young woman. She'd had a baby, given it up for adoption, but she was trying to blackmail them. So she was killed by Andrew Granger's second in command, Colin Hale, played by Robert Lipton. And they figured this all out with the st criminology students. And, it, and in the end, they're determined to still be in his class. He doesn't want to teach anymore, but he decides he is going to teach and they're going to solve crimes together. And it could have been the start of a series spin-off series but it didn't quite work out that way but it's anyways is that do you think that's what they were trying to do well i think yeah, so sure. i think felt like yeah. it. i mean honestly like given the fact that it wasn't a jessica episode and they were like hinting at that like them on the beach and them like exploring other things like for sure yeah and um, there was a lot of character work here that maybe is more than we normally get from a typical Murder, She Wrote episode where I think we really got to know the backstories of all of these, particularly the students and the secretary. There was a lot of personality work in there. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, so let's go back to, we had Leo Gunderson. Glynis, you wanted to say some stuff about Anna who was hit by a car and and very badly injured. I mean, like life-threateningly injured. Although should we do, do here at the end, she's okay. Um, and Leo's been released. Glynis was, I watched this episode with Glynis. Glynis was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty unhappy about all of that. I, I just... I just think, think that like, you know, someone who was just hit by a car would then 
walk off scot free, but you know, maybe that's me. Well, and the stuff she was saying on her hospital bed was like pretty dark. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, the stuff with Leo was very sad, and like, yeah, the, the hospital bed stuff was like wild. She was like, you know, I they were threatening that like he would be in. I don't even know if I want to like say this. Like, the electric chair. No, no, the gas, gas chamber. Oh. <laughs> like that's what the DA had said to him, which yeah. is like, <laughs> like, honestly, so like, dark. Was like, like dancing around. And I was like, I don't know if I like. I want to say it on our. <laughs> no, it is really dark, and it also is, the yeah. that whole scene is really sad. I mean. Cause she's she's like he's gonna die in there mm -hmm. like and you're like and we meet leo in the very beginning who's described by jessica as a grifter <laughs> like, drifter, drifter drifter i mean no sorry not grifter drifter <laughs> also i don't think you're allowed to like sleep on those beaches in la right no i mean also like la beaches no. like is that like a comfy place to <laughs> quite rocky sometimes yeah well, and the, does the mom die? No, no, no they say at okay. the end she didn't. They say at the end Leo's been released and Anna's okay. She didn't look like she was going to be okay. Yeah. Like her, her, all of her limbs were in casts. Yeah. And her, like her, she had like a bandage around her head. I was like, yeah. I don't think she's going to make it. Like <laughs> she's going to get better. She seemed like she wasn't going to make it. She was like, my boy, my boy didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but she but it was and also the fact that they call him because she's asked for him it's like that's like a deathbed thing isn't it where she gets her kind of request for him to come in especially in the middle of the night because they think she's gonna die but also I guess because she knows that that he didn't think right that that the that uh Leo had had done it and that there was like a lot of silencing of the evidence and closing of the case and all this sort of stuff to because I guess the senator was, although here's my thing. They, my thing. they they talk about how they closed the case and the senator knows that they worked to close the case and all this sort of stuff. But then he's surprised to find out that Colin had killed, is it Janet? And it's like, but then why, if you didn't know who killed her, would you have the case closed? And you knew it wasn't your son because they were on a golfing trip in Hawaii together. So why would the senator be invested, invested in the closing of the case if he did not know that Colin had done it? I think to like close it early so it wouldn't um, come back to his son. But he knows the son that didn't. Yeah, yeah, but, he, but the son was still kind of naughty. He knows the son is enough related that like he doesn't want any ties. Yeah, but the son, yeah, the tie part, like that the woman, he had had a, um, what did he call the relationship? Ill-considered relationship with that <laughs> woman and the blackmail and everything. So like by default, he could have been suspected of being right. involved in her death. Okay. I love that her real name like is Jeanette Cardini. It yeah. reminded me of Della Scotto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like okay I love it yeah there's a lot to t 
talk about here. I guess the, there is the investigation. This is more of a like, it feels like a meat and potatoes investigation in terms of them actually getting clues and like mm-hmm. tracking down information and, and not like how Jessica acquires clues, which is just by like circumstance and like chatting to people. Like they actually go to the trouble of yeah. making the tire mark and like, you know, all this sort of thing, finding the car that the guy had rented. Um, and yeah, so that it's an interesting sort of different look at crime solving, I guess. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, like I kind of was surprised that like, you know, it's him kind of earlier. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember this episode, but like, I didn't really remember that it was the senator's. Well, and I, I just, I know we'll get to it eventually, but his reaction at the end was harsh. Well, whose reaction? The senator's? The, no, no, no. The administrative assistant to the senator. He's oh, a good yeah. loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is weird. Like, he's like, I can't believe I ever supported you. You're a loser. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, 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 so I learned, okay so you covered his butt the entire time and yet you think he's like scum so <laughs> i know that was really weird you're a loser yeah. <laughs> victor pulak yeah <laughs> i feel like it's interesting they had it be the sun because I feel mm. like in a different episode of Murder, Shiro, it just would have been the senator. And that's like what I kind of, like, I thought there was some twist and then there wasn't. Yeah. And I think he's probably, he's probably just really mad at himself that like he was so blinded by like, like duty or obligation to the senator that he killed somebody mm-hmm. for him. And then just like it clicked in his head that maybe the guy was going to lose the election anyway. <laughs> oh, my internet's unstable. I know, not unstable. I blame Glennis. Oh, it is Glennis's fault. It's not my fault. It, it is absolutely your fault. But I want to <laughs> ask a question to the group. So I, I, this might be cutting a little bit ahead here. Did we feel like they were setting up a will they won't they romance between Jake and Elizabeth? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So Megan said a very critical point where she's like, I thought it was a lot more like obvious at the end of this episode yeah. than it was. And so I, because at the end of it, I was like, are they? I mean, it was like, in my mind, they definitely got yeah, together. Like- in my mind, they like went to dinner together. Like I, I completely. <laughs> you shipped them, Megan. You know, I, like... I mean, didn't we all? They did go to lunch. Yeah, I know. And he got a jalapeno burger, which I was like, that sounds really good. It looked like literally just four jalapenos laid out on top of a burger. Plus that honest. place, I was like, I can't imagine the food there would be good. He like squirted her with ketchup. <laughs> hot so- it looked like hot sauce. Oh, was it? I was hot. You're right. Actually, it was hot sauce. Either way, it's bad. And the way he eating, the way he was eating there, and when he made dinner like for himself, and then he was like pounding that steak. 
it's too stressful. The food bits in this were too stressful. So chaotic. And the size of the meat, too big. It was for two people the for size two of that meat? people. <laughs> Although Gwyneth no. laughed out loud at um, the cat refusing the food. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I feel like I... I did think okay, there it was like a little bit of a flirtation, but then I was like, well, we'll get to age eight, nothing but a number, but this is like an older, I don't know. I just felt like he was like kind of nagging her a lot. He was, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He was a girl, like, I'm surprised to see a woman of your maturity and this, like, <laughs> but also yeah. I'm like, she's like, I don't know how old I thought she was, but I... I'll tell you it later. It felt like a very May to December. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yes. I did, I, I didn't love the stuff with the daughter. I thought that was all really annoying. But like when Mrs. Mills comes to the house, the daughter makes a gesture like, oh, wow, she's hot. Like she like she's waves like, her hot. hand. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I thought made me laugh. I like that. That yeah. man warmed me right up to that daughter. Yeah, I was like, I'm not invested in this daughter at all. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I love the daughter. Yeah. 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 I was trying to figure out where I knew that actress from. And she was one of the daughters on um, Sisters, the show from the 90s. And I just remember she gets involved with a cult. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember like every show in the 90s, I was like, should I be afraid of getting involved in a cult? There was always yeah. a storyline. I was like, is this going to happen? You should be Megan. You should be Megan. Guess what? Cults have circled right back around. Cults and quicksand. That was the 90s for you. Cults, quicksand, Cults and, and killer bees. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the trifecta. <laughs> Speaking of 90s, this is like a deep cut. I was saying this earlier. Last night at dinner, I got stuck in my head. You want to make more money? Sure. We all do. <laughs> the commercials with Sally Struthers. And it's been stuck in my head all day. Wait, didn't you didn't you already say that? Or was that yeah, before I did before we, we were we recorded, but I she needed to say it on air. I was like, did I black out again? <laughs> like what is happening? You're like pretending to drink water, but it's really another of the margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the party we were just at, there was like a trio band and they were like oh what song do you want us to play and I said teenage dirtbag by Weedus and then they played it Wait, like, that's oh, awesome <laughs> it's because Glynis was flirting with the flipping yeah the middle guy <laughs> middle guy I oh my god when Megan was like which one I was like which one do you think but I thought they were all kind of cute no they were all they were all cute but who had owl frame glasses, yeah, beard, need a sassy face? I was like, ah, me. <laughs> That's like Glennis's kryptonite. <laughs> that looked like a fancy party. It did. It was super fancy. We got a little too lit, okay? Is that what you want to hear? No, I no. We got stuck in traffic. And then we got no stuck. one wants to hear that. <laughs> Here's what I want to hear. I'd like a video of that. 
trio of musicians playing class act the friday afternoon record or evening nighttime for the uk people but they're always they, they like are always a little different <laughs> oh my god honestly today's been such like a weird day we a couple of colleagues and I ended up in like a fit of hysterics because we couldn't <laughs> dismantle this flip chart we had. And it was like, so literally so, so straightforward. And it was like four o'clock. We we're just like, we've obviously had enough. Yeah. It's very dark here <laughs> now. It's cold. It's raining. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God, though. It was so funny. When Glennis and I watched this episode together, Glennis was like, like, you know, two minutes in, one minute in, but this is like, wait, is Jessica not in this? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you just know when she's on the phone in the beginning, it's gonna, yeah. Well, as soon as she broke the fourth wall, she's like, Jake Ballinger. <laughs> that old so-and-so. I love when she's on the phone with him. She's like, Jake, they're not trying to put you out to pasture. It's like, and then you see Jake and you're like, yeah, straight up there. No, are. they 100% yeah. are. <laughs> like, sorry, Jake. You seem like a hot mess express on the phone. I also love an episode that starts with someone rolling down a cliff. I'm like, okay, it's going to be good. But it wasn't Seth. It wasn't Seth. No. no disappointment there, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say it's a funny, I'm worried a little bit that, okay. So like not to give the game away too much, but for, as far as bookend episodes go, this probably is one of the, I would say much better ones. Yeah. They really vary. Like I don't mind the Dennis Stanton this ones as much. threw me for a loop because like Megan was like, uh, this one. Is this a DMV one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought they were in like a driver's class. I had very low expectations. I really like this episode a lot. No, but I also like, I really enjoy this episode as well. And I forgot that like how much I liked it. It's uh, so, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like, cause this was, is one of Glynis's first ones apart from Murder and F Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> where... Which Susanna gave like a negative 300. <laughs> <laughs> like this episode is awful. Um, but I'm worried now the bar is quite high of like, then we're going to watch. Because I, I will say, Glenn, is some people don't love the episodes that Jessica's not in. They're not my favorite either, but I do like this. I think this one's got a lot of fun in it and I like the characters. So I think there's a lot to, I also love in the you know when he walks into the classroom and all the students are in there yeah and you get a real like potpourri of style of the time which I loved there was a group of like three guys that all had a wet curly mullet and I yes. was like this <laughs> is hmm, liking this a lot Fremont University in Fremont University where is it are they meant to be in LA sorry uh-huh. did they say yeah okay sorry Oh yeah, they said the beach is like yeah. Duh, sorry. Well, and he's like LAPD. Um, also, oh yeah. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you're allowed to shoot a gun in the air anywhere. But also inside feels like pretty egregious. You're just gonna damage the ceiling. And also, like, what if that? I'm assuming it's a blank. But what if that bullet ricochets? 
yeah I I that was <laughs> wild to me like honestly like I'm gonna come in real hot and be like pew yeah and then assume that everyone is gonna clear out because I've shot a gun because that's <laughs> not normal and the fact that the two people had stayed behind right they had a they both had a um vested interest in staying one because he couldn't be a cop but wanted to be a pi and one who wanted to prove that she but she already seemed to have like a very good job well, i know she had a really fancy office yeah, yeah but she wanted to make herself secure and she i guess like jake from she what everybody's saying served it yeah she was a yeah cool no, lady. she was she was very i liked her a lot i also, I wrote in my notes, like, um, the senator has that button in his desk. No, a lot of it, but a lot of execs have that function. What? It's a button to close the door so that if they're on a, can you hear me okay? Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense, but not to lock people in. Yeah. No. Well, no, that's a misuse of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had a nice office, though. I One of my favorite things about this episode is that they use Bernie as a honey trap. <laughs> to get They send him into, like, the, the ladies that work at the car rental place oh, to right. get the car. They're like, you can... He's like, I'm sure you'd be appealing to a certain kind of audience. You're like, Bernie? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I know. It. Normally, I would not like this, but I kind of was into his, like, blousey shirts and, like, flowy pants. Did you know he's George Clooney's producing partner? He oh, really? is. Oh, Grant Hesloff. Yeah, he's George Clooney's producing partner. Hey, good for him. Right? He, he's very cute in this episode. But yeah, blousy style and like, they're just going to send him into flirt. Like her, I get, said, you know, to trick yeah. she's good at talking to people and stuff. And Bernie. Oh my God, I didn't know that, Ashley. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me, wow, he's like, I wasn't fact-checking you. That's not what I was doing. I just wanted to see what his credits were. Yeah, he's, like, produced (laughs) a lot of, like, fancy stuff. Can I ask a question that I just genuinely can't remember? I didn't have a problem with it, but I can't remember. Why was he reading them the excerpt of Richard III? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I... Because he was sort of saying about like the second in command, but then I didn't quite follow the, it just felt like he was reading them an extra for Richard the Third without explaining yeah. the uh I the That part was weird, and then, but I did laugh when Moira was like, excuse me, sir, what the hell is that? That's exactly <laughs> how I felt. Love Moira. So we know Moira because she is actually Dennis Stanton's uh, secretary, Rhonda, um, or Rhoda, sorry. Oh, is it Rhonda? Rhoda, I think Rhoda. And she's great in those episodes. So she she's in like six other episodes as his. This is the only one she's in where she's not that character. And where do we know Mrs. Mills from? Has she been in? Did she die of the? No, she wasn't the computer person who died. No, no she's <laughs> so horrible. It's so horrible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just bringing up. I sorry, I did know this off the top of my head. 
So she's Cynthia Harper in the Monte Carlo murders. So she's the wife of oh, yeah. Bernie, oh, yeah. David Bernie. And then she's also Stephanie from Smooth Operators, who's the nurse that's yes. hooking up with the like himbo uh, yeah, orderly. Yeah. Okay. So she's very cute, this actress, this lady. She's very I loved her. Thing. She was one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame she's not in more as like, Stephanie's kind of a big part in Smooth Operators, but um, the wife is- Yeah, Monte Carlo. But again, hooking up with like a himbo. Yeah, yeah, the himbo bodyguard with the double hoop <laughs> earrings. Yuck. That guy, because he has the phone. I mean, I'd love to hook up with a himbo. Like, yeah, yeah, me, me too. Well, that's the goal. Himbos these days have um, uh, man buns. Man buns, a little bit of a piercing, a little bit. Oh, piercing that piercings for himbos have lasted the test of time. It's like that Instagram guy that you're always sending us, Glennis. That's like, you know, he's a hoe. If, oh, and then yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. it's always yeah. something like is he, he rides a bike. A, a little bit of a, like, yeah. a razor on his eyebrow. He's a hoe. Yeah. There's one who's just if he wears jogging pants, he's a hoe. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, he's a hoe. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, yeah, those videos are great. Anyways, we can go through the beats now because I'm conscious of time, as they say. All right. <laughs> Episode Love B. It. Thunder weather, no. Secret doors closet hiding, no. Poisoning, bludgeoning. We have the death of Janet Carr. It's a head trauma. I guess she kind of fell over. It sounded like he pushed no, her. It sounded and like she bonked he... her head. Oh no! I think he like. I think he straight up. Yeah, he he murdered her. It wasn't oh, like a regular okay. murder. Nice regular, not not an oopsies murder. You're like a Colin Hill apologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm like judging from the sounds of like. Well, call him a murder whatever what he like he what he heard was like him her like fighting someone. <laughs> <laughs> i missed the middle but i'm so sorry Glennis. all i heard was snurfle <laughs> that, was, that was kind of what i called him what what's his name Colin Hale. Colin Hale. Kind of a oh, hot no, no, no the guy oh, that was leo gunderson oh. gunderson so Gunderson <laughs> hears them fighting and hears like right. right. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, just love that you said it and nobody said anything. I was like, what what is she what has she said? Like I'm not sure. And I'm like, I know my headphones. I know my headphones didn't go in and out. And I know I'm having internet issues. That's why my video's off. But I was like, that legitimately was like carefuler for him, her. I was like, oh I did what? that deliberately. I did that for you, Ashley. I was, like, I was like, oh my god, am I blocking out again? Like, what is happening? Oh my god, Ashley, Ooh. you're just going, wait, wait, what? I, like, I think I fixed my internet issue, but like, I don't know what's happening. Right I'm telling you, Friday afternoons, oh, it's, no. it's a different world. It's a risky business. It is. It is. It is. Snurfleafurder <laughs> <laughs> took her and yeah, I think he like met her to kill her. No, no, yeah. I think he did too. But I thought he'd like pushed her and she'd bonked her head. Anyways, it's fine. She she 
she basically got bludgeoned essentially yeah yeah um i mean it's not it's not fine it's bad that she got i totally forgot what we were talking about to get us off this trail and it's just (laughs) the second beat (laughs) i know we are hardly through any of them um phone wire cut no but we had a lot of phone calls a phone call to sacramento from the yeah, a lot of calls yes. to sacramento. Now, the nun said she made a call upstate mm-hmm. and i was like oh they're in new york and then i was like no one in california calls it upstate no and then no like, one sacramento. in california yeah actually i did the exact same thing i was like i didn't know we were in new york like that was like yeah. i could not yeah you're absolutely right upstate california upstate california <laughs> and if anyone knows it's kind of in the middle it's not really like upstate right 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 it's just i guess more north than la (laughs) so it's because it's upstate (laughs) um she's shaking no a window peep um i had elizabeth at his front door was sort of looking into his house Mm -hmm. um fake name id janet carr was jeanette cardini (laughs) so well done janice um the fuzz slash cop quirk, we have Jake Ballinger. I put he's feisty, and I said there wasn't cop chemistry, but there was between, sorry, not between him and Jessica, but there was between him and Mrs. Mills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his cop quirk was he could not cook food. <laughs> oh, you're and right. He was wearing that an apron, a frilly apron. It's yeah, like that said Mrs. Boss or the boss on it. <laughs> and he wasn't open minded about his yeah. daughter trying things with her boyfriend. I'm yeah, like, no, thank you. But he wanted them to get married. I was like, this is going to happen eventually. What's the big deal? Um, But he then he was fine about it. So it was, he like, was like totally chill when she was like, oh, we're living together. Deal with it. Well, he didn't push back too hard, did he? Sort of no, like, he oh. kind of just was just like, I'm going to slam the meat, you know? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to slam the meat. I'm going to slam the meat. <laughs> Megan. Know. You're right, you're right, sorry. Slamming the meat. This is a non-explicit podcast, me. We've already said snarkle <laughs> yeah. of further in this episode, so that's going to all have to be edited out. Businessy business, we have like, Police investigations and university classes. Yeah, Fremont University. Fremont. Wait, what? Why does that sound like something? Well, there's a town called Fremont. My first pet as a child was a turtle named Fremont. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that there was like a fictional university. Like, it has Fremont University appeared in another movie or something? Like, it just sounds so familiar. Like but... white chicks or something? Not from my pet turtle. <laughs> there is a Fremont University in Cerritos, California. Oh, oh maybe that's okay. what I'm thinking of. So mom and I thought when we moved to San Francisco, when I was like three, that like Fremont had run away and he lived <laughs> in the garden. Okay. Fremont's free. But then dad said like only a few years ago, he's like, no, I found him dead at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> and mom and I were like, what? <laughs> um, okay. AJ, oh, sorry. I heart, hardly know AJ, nothing but a number. Okay. I'm very curious. So Bernie was 26. Jane Ballinger, the daughter, was 21. And Moira, the secretary, was 27. Andrew Granger was 48. And Colin Hale was 46. Captain Joe Rawlings was 68. 
And then our lovers for the episode, Elizabeth Mills was 35 and Jake Ballinger was 58. Hmm. That's a prop. That's a proper May to December. Yeah. 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 I mean, she did feel out of his league just in general, but that's even more. She was out of his league, but she liked his sassy, like uh, rough around the edges ways, I yeah. guess. And sure. She liked that he chucked a bunch of hot sauce in her face. That was like, she really was into Who that. Wouldn't, you know, made her give up her date at Spa goes, but he doesn't know. Spagos. She liked him. In the 80s, Spa goes. Like, that's like, it was like, a hot reference you know oh yeah, yeah. they're like i can't wait to get that prawn cocktail at spago's well now is spago's <laughs> still around probably it must be yeah well, why not what was the restaurant we were talking about before that you guys went to the bosch goes to why all i can think of is houdini and doyle <laughs> <laughs> musso and frank <laughs> yeah the famous restaurant houdini and doyle, houdini and doyle. Listen, if you've not seen Houdini and Doyle, please do get on it. It's excellent. Um, there's only one season though, so. Yeah, that, that part's rough. Like, so good, also, yeah. um, I'm rewatching Jonathan Creek and it, it's just still so, so good and very yeah. funny. Jonathan Creek's the best. Um, the later seasons, it's a hit or miss, but yeah, you but know. The, the first, the early ones are so good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the Jonathan scale, no, I didn't think so. Uh, these days, we no. do have to talk about that long term. Yes. So, okay. I feel <laughs> like we got someone, a, a listener on Twitter, asked us what the Jonathan scale was. And I, you're right. Like, it's like we probably should explain what that is, but it's basically yeah, like, I barely know. I barely know. feels like she has, it doesn't have a grasp on the Jonathan scale. Um, basically it's named after the character, Jonathan from killer radio. And it's sort of a useless younger man yeah. who requires a lot of help from Jessica. And normally they are annoying is their sort of dominant trait. So Jonathan from killer radio, very annoying, mm-hmm. but it varies. It does vary. So we'll, I'll be better about explaining that when we, as we go forward. Yeah, and it can and it can go to the scale can go to a David Tolliver. Yes. Which is <laughs> beyond annoying and now reaching like terrifying territory. Yeah. Also, I think I didn't realize in the episode with Lockalana Pine, I thought the bad guy was named Jason Bear Saxon. And like I then was listening to our episode. I'm like, no, that wasn't. His name is Arnold Wynn. I thought yeah. he had two names. And now I'm like, well, we I watched the episode again. We recorded it. And I'm only now, is it only now is it occurring to me that the, his name wasn't Jason Bear Saxon? <laughs> also also that whole episode, I'm pretty sure he referred to that character as Anthony. <laughs> A couple times, but then you yeah. correct, you corrected yourself. But it was one of those things where that's not even a name that's mentioned in the episode. I just made it up for him because <laughs> he was kind of not like maybe not super memorable, I guess. Yeah. Um, petite feet, no glamour shots. We have a, a beaut of a glamour shot of Granger's son, Douglas, who's a real tear away, it sounds like, and Leo Gunderson being around, like arrested there's a newspaper oh yeah 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 
smooches no uh the bloody hands uh, we see the blood of janet carr on leo gunderson's hands uh-huh. when he sort of grabbed when he sort of goes to help her familial ties so this is a friend friend function i mean how is jake doing he's a widower he's you know he's doing his, okay his job's sort of you know, he's, he's making money. He's, I mean, clearly about to like strike it rich with uh, Elizabeth Mills, but that's like, it's, you know, that's going to be season three stuff. I think uh-huh. of, of the class act series. Um, eyes closed, head shake. No. All right. Fave outfit, worst outfit. Ashley, what do you think? Okay. <clears throat> I'd say fave outfit. Elizabeth Mills outfits. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked when we cut to her in her office and she's wearing the white blouse, black skirt and gold necklace. But then she has like this power blazer on in the next scene, which I really liked. Um, worst outfit, don't have one. I would say the police sweatshirt that he's seen wearing in the beginning was kind of eh. But it was more of like an eh, not. And the red suspenders were hit or miss sometimes. So. Okay. Glynis, what do you think? Uh, I really liked his tie, the red, white, and black tie. Um, and I did, I didn't care for most of the, um, what was her name? The female student, what was her name? Mrs. Elizabeth Mills. Mills. Elizabeth Mills. I didn't care for her like long dress, but I didn't mm-hmm. mind her other outfits. Oh, the Paisley one? Yeah, that yeah. one was, yeah. yeah. Megan, what about you? Uh, I liked Elizabeth Mills outfit she wore on the beach with the hat I really enjoyed that Mm. outfit and then I thought worse when she goes to the house of the baby that's been adopted that mom is wearing like a floral shirt and a long skirt that I didn't like Mm. also that lady was really like tossing that baby around (laughs) (laughs) no it's like too rough <laughs> when she was driving up to the house i only saw the baby and i just thought there was an ab- a baby like abandoned in a crib <laughs> in of also, that looked like a really nice neighborhood like i did so fancy, fancy. oh no like i can like right yeah agreed <laughs> yeah yeah I agree with Ashley. I really liked Elizabeth's out- outfits, pretty much all of them. Uh, uh, but like Glennis, I didn't like the long paisley dress. I also liked Jessica's duck knit sweater at the very beginning. I was like, I like that. And I also liked, it's not an outfit, but um, Elizabeth does order corned beef on rice. <laughs> but it was like classic 80s lunch order, I guess. It's just corned yeah, beef like sandwich. Corned beef and carnage, you know what I mean? <laughs> quite a heavy lunch but there we are (laughs) 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 yeah i'm like surprised because she doesn't seem like a corned beef on rye gal she seems like a tuna salad or like a turkey yeah you're right she's a two she's a niçoise salad through and through like dressing on the side dressing on the side (laughs) (laughs) Megan, do you want to tell us who your biggest hunk is? It's a tough one. I actually think this is, I mean, I think um, Mrs. Mills, but I mean, Robert Pine's very good looking. And mm-hmm. the, oh, he is uh, good looking, Colin yeah. Hale, I thought, was also cute. Mm. No. No? <laughs> I, Glittis, I agree. Glittis, what about you? You like Colin Hale? Yeah. He's cute. No? Snap for me. Murdery. He's, He's a bit murdery. murdery. 
Oh, yeah, he's got a murdery thing. I'm not, I'm not into it, guys. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Mills. Yeah, me too. A hundred percent Mrs. Mills. She's the best. Yeah, I just want, she, she is. is awesome. Like in one of my things. I loved I her. Love I yeah. just loved, yeah, I thought she was, yeah. I really like this episode. Yeah, yeah it's a really know. fun one. Yeah. J.B. Burns. Uh, Glynis, do you want to go first for J.B. Burns? Um, I didn't really have any. Um, I had, um, I did write down, I am surprised to see a lady of your maturity here. That wasn't necessarily a Jamie burn, but that was. It's a burn. Shouldn't have been a burn, but rude. Um, <laughs> and that was it. Okay. Ashley, what about you? Um, when Colin is telling, uh, the um loot the detective i forgot his name um to back off and he goes sorry but my engine doesn't run in reverse <laughs> yeah he was sassy and then the other one when he's talking to his boss and the guy goes we're getting squeezed out by these computer types with the alphabet soup college degrees <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't understand any of that but it's funny but it feels yeah. like a burn <laughs> yeah it is. I think the tone is burned right. yeah. <laughs> megan what about you mrs mills i think is talking about her boss and she says he's a <laughs> narrow-minded male macho stuffed shirt. Something like that. That I yeah. <laughs> so good. She had a few. I liked that Jake referred to the university as the last stop before oblivion. <laughs> and then Elizabeth says, We're willing to overlook your shortcomings to the guy because he's saying it wasn't a teacher. And also she says at one point, horse pucky, which I know we've heard before, but it's like. Oh, that is an expression you never, ever, ever hear anybody say anymore. So I like that. Um, Faith guest star. Ashley, what do you think? Um, I think I'm going to go with Mrs. Mills. Is it Lisa Hillbolt? Yes. Um, I, think so. was, I thought everyone did a great job. I also like Moira McShane's character. She did fantastic, but yeah. Yeah. Glynis, what about you? Um, I like Chris Pine's dad. Robert. Yeah, I forgot that he's Chris Pine's dad. Megan yeah. reminded me of that. Megan reminded me of that. Megan, what about you, fave guest star? I'm going to go Mrs. Mills. Me too. I, I do think Jake is great in this episode too. I think he's- Yeah, like I like that actor. I looked it up. I This is his last one that we are doing. But yeah, I loved, yeah. Um, Glynis's guess. Who did you guess, Glennis? Did yes, you get it right? right. Yeah. I got it right. Yay. All right, here we go. She's on a roll. I think this is like three or four in a row, isn't it? And I'm going to give a little intel. Yes. Do with this what you will. Glennis called this episode silly. Okay. I know. I, I, need, I need to keep my tells a little bit more to the breast. Mm -hmm. She laughed out loud a couple of times. <laughs> so I'm going to say she gave it like an eight okay bacon's going eight. i'm gonna go nine ashley what do you think i'm gonna go eight eight okay glennis what did you give this episode i give it a seven okay, okay. Well, well, yeah, well. I, I thought she when when he came back in the classroom and there were only two people la left glennis laughed out loud <laughs> 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 what was your favorite moment glennis um 
Oh, I did really love the moment with the administrative assistant was like, you're stupid. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you're a dumb, like, governor, whatever he was. He was just like, just laying it out yeah. all on the floor for him. And that was like, it felt really harsh considering the fact that, like, this person had been, like, in his career forever. But he's like, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think he even called him a loser. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. He's, yeah. <laughs> Um, Ashley, what about you? It's frozen. Okay. Glynis is on the phone. This episode is, is off the track. The train is not on the track. Like, watching Glynis go on and off the phone. Um, no, no, I, I was here. Sorry. No, 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 no Glynis, you're fine. The question wasn't for me. No, it wasn't me. Here, why don't I say what I thought? <laughs> I'm going to give this a nine. Okay. And I mean, the problem, I mean, I really, God, I'm like on the border of 10. What was your favorite moment? That's the thing. It's like, I liked all of it. I guess I didn't love the scenes with him and his daughter. I thought those were kind of annoying, but I liked like when they're, you know, doing all the investigation. Ashley, do you want to give us your um, yeah. points and your favorite moment? Yes. Um, so, uh, I would give it a 10 out of 10, guys. I loved it. Yeah, I'm bumping mine up to 10. Sorry, I don't know. All right, Megan's bumping it to 10. Edge of my seat. I typed in and I was taking notes and I was like, 9 out of 10. I was like, no, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10 because I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I loved it. Um, and my favorite moment is, well, there's two things. When Mrs. Mills introduces herself, but then also when he brings that giant plaster cast of the tire tread. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I was like, sir, who just carries around plaster. Right. Anyway, made me laugh. I'm going to give this one, hmm. You know what? I'll give it a 10 too. I yeah. Think, I think it's it's a very, it's a really fun episode. It's it's just fun. The characters are fun. I loved Mrs. Mills. Yeah. Um, I loved all of them. I loved Moira. I loved Bernie. I like that they were all kind of different. Um. I would give uh, my favorite moment is probably when they she shows up to lunch in the in the gross restaurant <laughs> while oh. he's having his jalapeno <laughs> burger. I did really enjoy that, and that she'd like blown off a date that then <laughs> wasn't going to pan out because he'd like basically told her to come down there and meet him. Um, anyways, so yeah, I um, yeah, I really like this one. Does anybody have anything they would like to add before we close out about class act? Um, just the one thing that I forgot to note is the room that becomes his office is covered in Mondale Ferraro 84 <laughs> posters. And that was without explanation. And I needed to understand. That yes. More. Oh my God. You're so right. And <laughs> like it was a headquarter for their campaign or something. Yep. I have zero idea. Anyway, I needed to understand that more. <laughs> she could have been our first female vice president. Yeah. They, um, I felt that that office space was massive. Yes. And uh, most places, most universities probably would be very happy to, have to find a bit of office space that big. So that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. 
anyways, well, if that, I, I think we're good. We made it to time. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you listen again next week. Bye. 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 I'm editing that out, Glennis. Yeah, but, but 100% agree. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> we. <laughs> Where's that body? Where's that body? <laughs> no, don't edit that out. Edit I'm that sorry, Glennis. I'm going to have to take it out. <laughs> <laughs>